Warning, the following show contains explicit language. Certain people should not listen to this show, such as children and panty-waist adults who cry like 12-year-old little girls when they hear profanity. Welcome back, my friends. I'm Dave Champion, and I have been talking about for some time now the states that didn't have mask orders, but more importantly and relevant to today's podcast, the states that have dropped more recently their mask mandates. In other words, they've had a mask mandate for a long, long time, and suddenly the governor said, you know what, I don't think we need a mask mandate anymore. And the important part of that is when the mask mandate goes away, a statewide mask mandate, what happens to the trajectory, up or down, of new daily infections and deaths? But before I get into looking at Mississippi, which as I sit here now has been 22 days since the mask order went away, let me take a moment to try and pay the bills a little bit. Okay, I want to share with you something that somebody just sent to me, gosh, I don't know when it was, two days ago, three days ago? Concerning body science, and Sam says, 52 years old, bought body science in December, as I'm sitting here talking to you now, it's late March. My wife and I have been in ketosis since January. I'm down 25 pounds and have a written list of physical problems that have disappeared in three months without medication. I feel like I'm 30 years old again, looking forward to living the rest of my life in ketosis. I owe this life-changing experience to you, Dave. Thank you for this great gift of knowledge and truth. I I think the important thing about that, by the way, Sam, thank you for the kind words. I think the important thing about that is what Sam said is the rule. In fact, there's no exception. (laughs) I was going to say, who's written me and said, you know, I I started to live in ketosis and I spent, I don't know, 60, 90, 120 days in ketosis and my health was destroyed. Well, that would be absolutely nobody. And everybody who lives in ketosis tells the same story that Sam does. And I started with myself uh, and of one, using yourself to research. So once I had done the academic research, and then I did the NF1 research, I was like, okay, so this whole physiological scheme needs to be written up, and that appears in body science. And just like Sam, I promise you, if you buy it your health, and, and implement it, adopt what you discover there, your health will improve considerably. Yeah, and you'll be writing me a message like Sam saying, thank you, Dave. Okay, so the other book I want to talk about real quickly is Income Tax Shattering the Mist. I'm not going to get into the whole thing. It tells the truth about who Congress has imposed the income tax upon and more importantly, who it has not. It has been out 11 years now. That, that blows my mind. 11 years. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of reviews. How many negative reviews has it received in 11 years? Zero. Okay. All right, so please go to drreality.news, get yourself a copy of Body Science or Income Tax Shattering the Myths or both, or the Payroll Withholding Guide, you can read the description there, or the W9 Handbook, you can read the description there. Yeah, do yourself a favor and help me be here for you. So on with Mississippi. Why 22 days as I'm sitting here? Well, I have a policy. I never discuss any changes or data or trends until the particular jurisdiction, in this case Mississippi, has had 21 days of that particular modification. Now, I don't care whether it's implementing mask orders or lockdowns or easing lockdowns or getting rid of mask mandates or variants. Whatever the new factor is, you need at least 21 days to determine 
what the trend is looking like. Now, admittedly, after 21 days, it may not be the final word of the trend, but you can see it. The way SARS-CoV-2 works with its incubation period and then people are going to get tested if they feel sick and hospitalizations, within 21 days, you can discern a trend. So this is 22 days, as I'm sitting here right now, since Mississippi dropped its mask mandate. Now, the reason I'm covering all these states, it's not just merely academic. I am setting the record straight from these fucking liars. Let me give you an example. I guess it was about two weeks ago, uh, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said in an NBC interview when she was asked, is it too early to, to drop mitigation measures such as masks? Her response was, absolutely, it's too early. Okay, so if it's too early which it's not, but that's, we'll get to that later in the episode. If it's too early, then there should be adverse consequences from doing what she said absolutely should not be done. Yes? Mississippi dropped its mask mandate on March 2nd or 3rd, depending on how you look at that, you know, what time of day. Okay. So on March 3rd, in the entire state of Mississippi, there were 380 new daily infections identified by PCR testing, okay? That was on March 3rd. On March 22nd, 95. In other words, in 19 days after the mask mandate went away, new daily infections in Mississippi dropped 75%. And that's just a continuation of the trajectory that Mississippi had seen that caused the governor to say, we don't need a mask mandate anymore. So if you were to listen to people like Fauci or Walensky, you would get the impression that when Mississippi's mask mandate went away, we would see a change in trajectory that cases would, at minimum, if they were right, plateau. But if they were really right, then we would see cases increasing. But that's not what happened at all. New daily infections plummeted 75% in the 19 days after the mask mandate was ended. So Rochelle, baby, that's Walensky's first name. <laughs> Rochelle, tell me, man, absolutely it's too early. Can you justify that by, by Mississippi's results? Fauci, okay, and by the way, I want to say, people like Fauci and Walensky, they will never sit down and talk to me on camera. Because in less than five minutes, this may sound pretentious and presumptuous, but it's not. It's, it's I'm confident of my command of the data. They will never sit down, unedited, unscripted, without agreeing on what questions can and cannot be asked. They would never sit down and have an open dialogue with me, either Fauci or Walensky, because in less than five minutes, their credibility would be fucking zero. Okay, because I have, you know, it's so funny. The, 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 I'm going to get onto some other stuff about the, the trajectories and so forth. But you probably saw the video of Rand Paul and Fauci going at it in the committee hearing. And I have to say, I, I was a little disappointed in Rand. Not that he didn't, I know he's a very busy guy. He's a senator, right? But he didn't have his data together. So he throws something out there and then Fauci start, starts saying, well, you can't translate the results of that study into real into the real world because that was an in vitro study. So all of a sudden, these, the dialogue is, is about studies that are, whether they're in vitro or in vivo, of which 
98, probably 99% of the U.S. public does not know the fucking difference between research that's, that's done in vitro and done in vivo. So all of a sudden now, this whole thing that's on camera is debating a concept that 99% of the fucking public who's watching it doesn't have a clue what it's about. I took a different tact when he was talking about the UK variant later in the discussion with Rand Paul. He was talking about the UK variant. I took a different approach than Rand did in that hearing. I actually came before you and I showed that once the UK variant, which Fauci claimed was 64% more deadly, <laughs> once that became the dominant strain in the United Kingdom, new or daily deaths in the United Kingdom dropped 88% over several weeks. Okay, So clearly, if that variant was dominant and the death the daily deaths dropped 88%, I think it was over like seven or eight weeks, right? Then the claim that it's 64% more deadly is just absolute bullshit. But that doesn't stop Fauci from saying it. I'm just talking about Mississippi today because we're 22 days post ending the mask order. So I've got the requisite 21 days under our belt. However, in another week, I'm going to be talking about Texas because Texas will have hit 21 days. And of course, Texas is huge, a major population center. It's got rural communities. It's got high population urban centers. So that's a great one to look at. And I'm going to look at that in a week. I want to go, be, now that's what I'm going to do in the future. I want to look back for a moment at the last one I covered, which was Iowa, which dropped its mask order, as I'm sitting here now, 65 days ago, right? More than two months ago. So again, if Fauci and Walensky are right, <laughs> makes me laugh just to say those lying sacks of shit would actually be right. Okay. Then we should expect Iowa's new daily infections to be through the roof. Well, in the last 65 days, they're down 88% with no mask order in place. Got rid of the mask order since the date the mask order went away. Since that date, new daily infections have dropped just not totality, just from that date. Okay, no more mask to today, 65 days, 88% reduction. So again, I ask you, Rochelle, if it's absolutely too early to be getting rid of the masks, we're all gonna die. Okay, explain this shit. Explain Montana, explain Iowa, explain Mississippi. Next week, explain Texas. If you're right, then what the fuck is going on with the data, Rochelle? I want to talk about my state where I live right now, Nevada. I say right now because if this complete sphincter, Sisolak, who's governor, gets reelected in November 22, I'm out, I'm out, I'm gone, I'm moving. I, I can't stay. I, I, I left California almost 12 years ago because voting-wise, the people are complete fucking idiots, right? They're hard left morons. And, and believe me, I'm nonpartisan, so I'm not saying hard right is great. Okay, that, that's not at all what I'm saying. But hard left is, is just, <laughs> yeah, it's as bad as hard right. Okay? And, and that was the majority of voters in California. I said, I got to get the fuck out of here. So I moved to Nevada. Okay? After Sisolak has completely devastated the Nevada economy for no good reason, I might add. I give him the benefit of the doubt that at the beginning he might have thought that, but as the numbers changed and as the science came out and he just kept, oh, here's a perfect example. As I sit here now, over the last 10 weeks, Nevada's new daily infections are down 96% and its deaths are down 88% as I'm sitting here talking to you today. I checked it this morning. Complete silence, okay? Not only that, he's got all the mitigation measures still in effect. 
96% reduction in new daily infections. I mean, just like falling off a cliff, 10 weeks, 96%, right? Not a peep out of this sphincter, okay? So, uh, yeah, if if the people of Nevada are stupid enough to re-elect Sisolak, I'm, I'm out, I'm leaving. All right, so but the point I wanted to make about Nevada is around March 11th, there was a tiny uptick in cases, okay? So we had this thing where cases were plummeting, you know, it, it, it looked like the downside of a, sea, of a ski slope, down, 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 down. Then once it got to about 93-ish percent, it sort of it didn't plateau, it continued down, but the rate of decline slowed a little bit, which is to be expected. And then suddenly, <clears throat> on March 11th, there was a little uptick. And that little uptick lasted about five days. And the media was all over, oh my God, cases are spiking, they're surging in Nevada, we're all gonna die. And then after those five or six days, the new daily infections literally went into free fall. It was almost vertical. After that little five or six days, whoop, like very nearly vertical decline. And that brings us to today with a 96% decrease over 10 weeks. But the point of this is the media made just so much noise and fear-mongering over this little tiny uptick that lasted five or six days. And then when the cases went into free fall again, then a fucking word out of the media. So yeah, they're doing that nationally, they're doing that in your state, and I just wanted to use that as an example. When we talk about mitigation measures, today we've been talking about mask orders going away in places like Iowa and Montana, of course, Florida, they got, I've talked about abundantly, they got rid of them months and months and months and months, and months ago. Um, today we've talked about Mississippi and there's no change in the trajectory. So if you have a factor that you either bring into play or take out of play and the trajectory doesn't change, it's a pretty strong argument that the factor was meaningless, was irrelevant, was not impactful. So when we look at these sorts of stories, that we've got Mississippi today, we're going to have Texas coming up a week from now, and we remove that factor in the, and the, for the sake of this point in history, the important part is the new daily infections continue plummeting downward. This, this data is the kind of data that Fauci and Walensky dread because it proves that the shit that's coming out of their mouth, the excrement that's coming out of their mouth is completely false, which is why I say they dread it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm full of shit. That, they don't dread it at all. I just, I wanted to set that up for you to tell you they don't dread it at all. Do you know why they continue to let the excrement flow out of their facial sphincters? Do you know why they do it despite the kind of evidence I'm sharing with you today? Because Americans don't give a fuck. <laughs> Americans don't go look at the data. Do you know how few people watch these videos or, these, or listen to these podcasts? Do you know how few in comparison to the voice that Fauci and Walensky have? And do you know how many stupid fucking Americans believe every word that comes out of Fauci's facial sphincter and Walensky's facial sphincter as the excrement flows out of it? How many Americans want to gobble it up? Yeah, the vast majority. So they don't dread this at all. They laugh the data off. They're supposed to be doctors. They're supposed to be scientists. They're in charge of health organizations, right? 
They don't give a fuck about the data. The last point I want to raise about the excrement coming out of Fauci's mouth and Walensky's mouth is there is no moment. There is no number. There is no piece of datum. There is nothing that they've been willing to share which says, okay, guys, look, I know this has been a long 15 months ever since we, we started hearing about this in the news, and then about a, it's been a long year since the mitigation measures were put in place. I know that you're impatient. So, um, speaking as if I was Fauci or Walensky. So what we're going to do is we're going to say when nationally new daily infections reach this point, we're then going to advocate that these mitigation measures go away. Or we're going to work with each of the states, but the general guideline is this. As soon as this metrics is met, then these mitigation measures can go away, or the more noxious ones can go away. That dialogue isn't happening at all. There's no metric that they're sharing that says, when this, when we hit this moment, we can start getting rid of these mitigation measures. That's, that dialogue has not come out of any of their mouths. Uh, which I think is grotesque, it's disgusting, it's reprehensible, it's corrupt. And they're doing that for one reason, because what's happening with the virus, which as I've said a thousand times, back in January, the United States hit herd immunity levels, which is why all these, the numbers are plummeting. It's why no matter what happens with, you know, mass, no mass, numbers continue to plummet, right? All these states where they've removed the mask orders, new daily infection numbers continue to go in, to continue in free fall, right? So we hit herd immunity way back in early January. Any responsible, honest, forthright, conscientious public health official would say, okay, we hit herd immunity back in early January. Let's get our game plan together. Okay, so they'd sit down with their team, they'd get the game plan together, and then they'd come out and they'd hold a press conference and they'd say, okay, here's the game plan for getting back to normalcy now that we're in herd immunity. There is no game plan. Well, there is a game plan. It's just one they're not admitting to you. And the game plan is this. We're not going to say a fucking word about returning to normalcy until our partners in big pharma have made their billions and billions of dollars. Based on the information that was available about three weeks ago concerning what companies like Moderna and Pfizer get per injection, if those injections are given to 200 million Americans, then Pfizer and Moderna will each earn in just a couple of months, $3 billion. That's what's important to Walensky. That's what's important to Fauci. And if you think it's about, you know, the vaccination for that, okay, Nevada, right? 96% decrease in new daily infections in 10 weeks. So with a population where the new daily infections have plummeted 96%, what would be the reason for anybody, unless they're particularly high risk or they're caring for somebody who, what would be the reason to go get vaccinated? What, what would be that reason? Well, I think to any rational person, they'd be like, why? Cases are down damn near 100%, 100% being zero, right? We're almost down to zero. Why would I run out and stick pharmaceutical chemicals in my body that 
were rushed to market, and I don't know what's going to happen six months from now, a year from now, 18 months from now, based on that. I know that the manufacturers claim it's safe, and I know that the FDA has said that they believe it's safe, but the FDA believes every single thing that they've ever approved and then recalled was safe when they approved it, right? So I think a rational person would say, and maybe if cases were still dramatically high, this would be a different conversation we'd be having. But with cases at 96% reduction and going down seemingly, since they, they're in free fall, down to zero very soon, why would anybody go get vaccinated, right? So that's why Fauci won't talk about it. That's why Walensky won't talk about it. That's why the governor here in Nevada, Sisolak, is keeping his fucking mouth shut. Because somebody, if he was to hold a press conference, somebody might say, hey man, what's going on with this? What's he gonna say? I know that we're getting pretty close to zero and fuck you. It's not about you. Fuck you. It's not about your health. Fuck you. It's all about big pharma and their billions. He can't say that. So with cases having plummeted 96%, he's not speaking to the residents of Nevada. He's not speaking to Nevadans and he's not easing up on the mitigation measures that have devastated the Nevada economy. So this is all a scam. All right. I'm not going to say it was a scam back in, I don't know, April of 2020. I'm not going to say it was a scam in June or a scam in November, whatever. But it's a fucking scam right now, okay? And you need to understand. And of course, the other part that blows my mind, I talked about the fact that nobody really cares that Fauci and Walensky are lying. Well, actually, they don't know they're lying because they never look at the data. That's how fucking stupid Americans are at this point in history. But the other thing is, I don't know how many of them want things to go back to normal. Uh, I hear a lot of that, you know, I'm so over this. I I hear that a lot. I I know there's some people that are really invested in this. I was at a small business the other day and I was talking to one of the employees I know rather well and she was telling me, yeah, yeah. She goes, "I, I talk to the people who are in here all the time and they're so over this. And then I just, I don't know, two hours later was speaking to a gentleman in a large corporate environment um, where you know they, they have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people come in and out every hour. I'm not going to name the business. And he was like, oh, yeah, we still have these COVIDians screaming, that person's not wearing a mask. And he says they come and they whine and they gripe. And they... So I don't really know if Americans care. Um, I was in a parking lot just yesterday. It was a beautiful day, gorgeous, sunny, a little bit of a breeze, just a slight chill in the air. Just absolutely gorgeous out. I'm in this parking lot and I'm looking around the parking lot. There's probably 35 people in the parking lot. And out of that, I would say 30 of them were, were wearing masks in the parking lot on a gorgeous sunny day. So yeah, you know, we talk about the new normal. Fuck the new normal. That, that's my perspective. But I think people over the last year have, this is just what they do now. They don't even think they're just cheap. Mm-hmm.